seems that in the aftermath of most normal test matches, we are told that test cricket is on its arse and nobody cares. Then, when a match has an exciting finish, we are told it is the pinnacle of all sports and the best out of everything, including puddings. As cricket fans, we have been told it is dying pretty much every year since forever, but is it either? Why do people say it is, and what is the future of the world's greatest slash worst thing? To discuss this, as ever, I'm joined by my big brother, David. Hello, David. Hello, Michael. Before we get on to the subject of Test Cricket dying slash being the best thing ever, we've sure. got uh, a little a little feature. Oh, yeah. That uh, I am going to call DRS, which stands for the Dave Review System. You're excited about this one, aren't you? Very much so, because it's given me the opportunity to make some little thingies. And so... it almost makes it look like a proper thing. Almost. With... Yeah, it never will. So, first bit of business. I'm going to read you a tweet. Do you need um, to explain what the Dave Review System is, though? Yeah. Maybe a little bit. So it's when uh, we, we see them as well. So, But please do send them in if you see any bits of bollocks from uh, tweets or commentary or anything like that where you can tell us what happened. And then I will put these to Dave. And Dave has the uh, ability to say, that's fine stop being silly or in your original decision absolutely you're on screen now you can you can say that's a load of bollocks <laughs> um, and we're never going to use that again and we'll pick up on anyone if they do so this one was brought to our attention by max palmer on twitter and it's from espn crick info and it goes like this ibrahim zadran falls just short of what would have been his fourth odi ton and his third against sri lanka in four innings cracked heart just nine games old the 21 year old is enjoying this format uh someone being a, a human being uh aged by the number of games they've played uh absolutely not no i'm gonna have to ask you to reverse your decision <laughs> okay that's bollocks uh he's not nine games old it's there's a tweeness there isn't there it's very very twee mm-hmm. it's very very nine more sleeps holly okay. bobs Holly Bob's Prosecco o'clock type thing in it. Yeah. I'm only nine glasses old when I realised I couldn't control my bowels. Yeah. I was ten beers old <laughs> when someone shattered my pants. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No way. No, no way. You cannot do that. Uh, this is what happens when uh, something is reversed. So. No way. No, no way. You cannot do that. Lovely. The next one on this is. Divald Bravis smashes match-winning counter-attacking near-century on South Africa Ray debut. We thought it's on a near-century. Uh, absolutely not. So again, another, another. Well, well, let me. I let think me... You'll get it, there'll be a theme. <laughs> there'll be a lot of decisions reversed here because, by definition, yeah. we're only going to point these out if they're shit and bollocks. Yeah. So um, here we go. Let me. Let me just press. Let me, just, Dave. Let me just press, press the button the thing again. And then, can I? Then... No way! No, no way! You cannot do that. It's a bit deserved of a hundred, isn't it? Which yeah. we've long established isn't a thing. I think he was he ninety eight not out. Did he get in oh. this? It was something like that. It was close to being a hundred, but it, again, it's the sort of it's the hundred obsession. Yeah. Um, a match winning. I think it's, it's like ninety eight not out off quite a small number of balls. It's already no, very good. Not out of seventy one. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's it's a match winning ninety eight not out of seventy one balls. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't need to be a near century to yeah. make it sound good. Sounds like he sounds like he sounds he, real oh, good already. He's fucked it up. He's fucked yeah. it a little bit. 
yeah. didn't quite get to that cool uh so the next one and we have done exclusive uh, extensive uh comms on this uh on twitter already but it was uh um harry brook uh brook minus the 100 uh innings 8 average 7.5 strike rate 75 the most um it's probably the root maths in its perfect form. It's in one competition, one 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 very small bit of data. Where, of course, if you take one massive thing out, it's going to be yeah. It's it's very very pure distilled root maths. Yeah. Perfect, tiny sample size. There's a good thread on Twitter recently. Can't remember who it was from. Which again, if I was more professional, I would, but. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> about how almost all the almost any time you hear about someone having a bad record in a particular country, or you know, oh, you know, they only average twenty in South Africa, they can't cope with pace and bounce or whatever. It's almost always from a sample size that statistically is insignificant to be drawing right, any only significant. Um, so when you've already got, you know, like one IPL campaign and you're removing a hundred that exists to make the sample size even smaller, but only including the things that you want it to include, it's so meaningless, yeah. so meaningless, so pointless. I mean, I don't think anyone would be surprised to learn that um, I don't think the original decision can stand on that one. I mean, it's a big inside edge and it's probably pitched outside leg. Right, let me push the button again. No way! No, no way! You cannot do that! Cool, so those are the three uh, things that have gone upstairs uh, for <laughs> the Dave review system. I think that's that's all right. Um, some other bits and bobs we've got here. Um Thank you to Jonathan Evans on Twitter for pointing out uh, that Chris Wokesy Wokes was at the Crucible watching the snooker the other day. And that's, uh, as far as I'm aware, the first cricketer that loves his snooker going uh, going live. Yeah, well, I, we adore loves his cricket, as you know. Um, the next best thing to a, someone loving their cricket is a cricketer loving their something else, as long as that something else is, of course, not golf. Yes, <laughs> which no one should like or enjoy, and should be destroyed. Uh, another Again, one, as previously discussed, Stuart Broad uh, loving his football. Did you see him celebrating while yeah. he was fielding for knots at just arms out while they were singing? Is it what is it, Mullacantyre? Yeah, not not knots player enjoying yeah. the work of knots forest, yeah. as we must call them, of course. Yes, uh, them by was... their name. <laughs> that was that was actually very lovely. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. A couple of other bits and bobs. You mentioned it on Twitter. I thought it was amazing bit of business that uh, I only saw Travis Head and Usman Khawaja both wearing full head knits and torso creams in 25 degrees. That That is set in the piss, isn't it? Yeah, that's a brilliant bit of Ashes business. I mean, it's been dominated, hasn't it? The Ashes build-up has been dominated by masters of the art, Stuart Broad, <laughs> David Warner, yeah. who... To the extent that I think they're messaging each other, going, <laughs> what so. are we going to do next yeah. to annoy the nativist tits on yeah. both uh, in both our countries? Um, so great to see someone else stepping up. Uh, Usman Khawaja, 
not someone you'd necessarily have picked. No. That kind of uh, antic. But he nailed it. He made it look like, oh, blooming, oh, England. Oh, blooming cold England. Brilliant. Lovely yeah. stuff. Well also, done, Also, uh, he's managed to upset Nigel Farage as well, which is, which yep. is great. Which is a sure sign that you're doing something right in life. Yeah, exactly. If, if, if you're preferring Diet Coke to champagne, yeah. is is irritating Nigel Farage, then good. <laughs> yep, enjoyed that very much. And lastly, before we get into the main topic, is uh, Owen Morgan not really understanding what against the run of play means. Oh, this was the best thing about the England-Ireland test match, which was, yeah. you know, I mean, Ireland did do better later in the game, but it wasn't a brilliant test match um, with England having pretty much won it by the end of day one and it just being a, a matter of time. But the best thing about it was Owen Morgan, who I think we can say is a better cricketer and a better captain than he is a commentator. I think yeah, I think that's fair. With, with and again, we, we've said before, this Five is... Five minutes ago, he was a brilliant player and a brilliant captain. This all comes from from uh, a position of complete ignorance on the craft and the, the art of commentating and, and how difficult it is. And from, you know, about someone for whom we have a, a, a deep it, love uh, and affection. Absolutely. But it, I think it was when the third wicket fell... And it was Tector. Yeah. Uh, caught at leg slip. And it was like I don't know, like 19 for three or something. Yeah. And Owen Morgan said, totally against the run of play. Yeah. And I sort of, what does he mean, totally against the run of play? Because that sounds like he doesn't know what it means. And I, it, I, was, I couldn't stop thinking about that for the rest of that morning session. <laughs> and then at lunch, he said it again. Yeah. But this time in the context of Jack Leach, a spin bowler bowling a significant spell, not just your one over before, a significant spell before lunch on day one. He said that was against the run of play, at which point it became quite clear that when he said against the run of play about the first catch, he was talking about it being caught leg slip, yeah. which is an unusual yeah. mode of dismissal. Because I, I, I thought it was because um, they were just talking about how good Tector had been. And I thought and he's was... been obviously in sensational form. Yeah. And it was against the run of play, but specifically to Tector's recent Tector's run of play rather yeah. than the run of play. In the yeah. Gap, and I, which I, I, so been... why, a bit maverick. Yeah. But I, I sort of thought that that, you know, maybe he's just used the wrong phrase, but that's what he meant. Fine. Yeah. Carry on. But then but to what, do it again. What he, yeah. On. So what he takes it to mean, what he thinks against the run of play means and I love that this is someone who's been around professional sport for a couple of decades. And against the run of play is a pretty established sporting cliche. But we do know Maybe he also... not so much in cricket as it is in football, but still. Yeah. And he doesn't, he, he thinks it means unusual, but again, not so much against the run of play as against the natural order. Yeah. But we also and know he, he, do, he doesn't know where he or his team is in position to an eight ball either. So he has got previous. Famously, famously and and a fan of eight ball location <laughs> regards with reference to his team. Yes. Right. That's it for first stuff. I think the, the, the DRS worked quite well. So yeah, send them in. All the all the all the what there was one more and we'll have to Ooh. get him back we'll have to get him back on the show to explain himself. 
which was uh, Tom Evans, friend of the show, yes. Tom Evans, with a list of highest successful run chases in the, the Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. competition. <laughs> he did apologise um, immediately. He did apologise <laughs> and beg forgiveness. He said he can explain. He'll have to come back on the show and, and do so. Yeah. Um, we will give him that opportunity because we yeah. like him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's move on to the main thing. Uh Test cricket dying all the time, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the irony is that after all that uh, extraneous chat, there isn't really any time for test cricket talk now. You see, yeah. so all that other stuff was like franchise twenty twenty, and now this main bit that this is now the the test cricket being squeezed into a tiny. With well, that's the that's the metaphor. Yeah. There. Um. What's good is that like people have been saying that test cricket's dying for as long as test cricket has existed but actually now it might be that the the stopped clock is telling the correct time and test cricket might actually or test cricket as we know and recognize it currently might actually be fucked as franchise cricket and other things increasingly take over i think much as we all enjoy watching India lose knockout games, if you are a lover of Test cricket, watching India lose World Test Championship finals isn't great. It would be yeah. better for Test cricket. Yeah, you know, it, not not saying that this is a good thing or a right thing, but if India were World Test champions, Test cricket would be in a safer place. I think one of the reasons that Test cricket is in as good a place as it is or isn't in a worse place, is because Virat Kohli bloody loves Test cricket. He bloodly Test cricket. There's a <laughs> reference for seven people. Luckily, all of them regular listeners. Um, and he obviously carries quite a lot of sway. And I think that when this generation of great players goes, they, yeah. they are the last generation of great players for whom you couldn't really get a reputation as a great player without a bit of test cricket in there yeah. as part of it. I think younger, you know, the players coming behind those, that generation of greats, it's not necessarily the same. And their affection for test cricket may well still be there. Their respect for test cricket may well still be there, but the necessity of test cricket for them won't be. Yeah. Um, it's, it's happening as well. It's because I feel we are a little bit, blessed because we have the ashes which as we know is the only test series that that matters the, the, the ashes skews everything yeah and especially not just for england and australia yeah. because you've saw india the biggest and increasingly not just most significant but arguably only significant country in cricket we've seen the new mm-hmm. revenue distribution models in which uh england and australia have been astonished to discover leopards eating their faces <laughs> um so India playing in a World Test Championship final and the story was what does this game mean for the Ashes? Yeah. That's that's still the prism. And Test cricket needs that to change. The World Test Championship has to become the biggest thing in Test yeah. cricket if Test cricket has any chance. It 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 cannot be that the Ashes is still bigger. And at the moment we've seen the evidence even against India, 
the World Test Championship is still in the shadow of the Ashes, even when India are in it. That's the the Ashes. You know, it's a running joke that everything England do in Test cricket is what does this mean for the Ashes, yeah, even if there isn't an Ashes for two years. You know, the the Ireland Test being in the shadow of the Ashes, sort of understandable and inevitable. It's when things like South Africa away, yeah, is in the shadow yeah. of the Ashes eighteen months later. <laughs> Not really, maybe concentrate on South Africa away. But but for a world final with India in it to be largely seen as a glorified ashes warm-up. Yeah. Because the the ashes and the other thing with the ashes is that ashes gives a false sense of security. Yeah. It's it's easy to look at the ashes and go. You know, and you'll see this. This is guaranteed. There's there's a few things that are guaranteed over the coming weeks, and obviously we're going to be chatting about them uh, in future episodes because we might even do another one before <laughs> the Ashes finishes if at our ducking. present recording rate. Um, there'll be a brilliant game in yeah. front of a, a huge crowd with lots of attention, and people will say, and they say Test cricket is dying no one's saying that no one is saying that the ashes is not dying even when test cricket dies the ashes probably won't the men's ashes will still exist as some kind of almost exhibition test even when the cockroaches have taken over and the seas have risen and claimed us all there'll still be some kind of ashes tests but that doesn't say anything about the overall health of test cricket the other thing that you'll get at some point over the next few weeks um, is some former blue tick celebrity, probably a comedian, possibly a politician um, who on an exciting day five will tweet excitedly about how they're simply nothing better than test cricket. Having said sweet fuck all about anything that's happened on the four, possibly quite dull days that have preceded it. That's the other the other one that always gets on my tits about, you know, when people say test cricket is the greatest, they're usually saying it in response to a brilliantly thrilling finish of a match they haven't watched the first three quarters of, yeah. <laughs> where for a lot of it, it might have been really quite shit. Given that, um, what were your what were your thoughts on Andrew Balburnie's comments before before the Ireland test match, given that they've you know, not long had status. One, he didn't, he wasn't saying this test doesn't matter. But I think yeah. I think what you have to remember is that there's two very distinct worlds in, in international cricket. And actually one of them is much more used to results mattering than the other. And the group that's used to results mattering is the associate world, not the full members world. Because... Yeah. Test cricket is a very cosy little club. And until now, qualification for World Cups has also been a very cosy little club for those four members. Ireland are much more used to playing games that matter, where what division they're going to be in, what status they're going to have. And, you know, players like Balburnie are sort of towards the tail end of that, but they've come through that cricket, international cricket and culture, which no four members have. So for full members to hear that a test match doesn't matter because mm. or matters less than something else because there's no qualification riding on it, it's like, well, 
until very recently, there's never been that sort of all-encompassing end target resting on test matches. Test matches have, when you stop and think about it, always been, until the World Test Championship, exhibition games, really. They're friendlies. Mm -hmm. They're they're not part of a tournament structure. And the World Test Championship, as it stands, doesn't have Ireland in it, has no mechanism for Ireland to be in it. They They wouldn't have, you know, improved their qualification chances by winning at Lords. Yeah. Um, they've got two World Cup qualification campaigns coming up, which are the sort of cricket they used to play in high stakes, yeah. high pressure. If we mess this up, the next two years are messed up for us. Yeah, they are way more important. That is more important. They weren't saying this doesn't matter, but we've also got the situation where you can't just tut at that and then not have a solution. You know, Ireland uniquely is sort of shafted by what's happened with Brexit and everything, that they're now in a much weaker position than they were when they got test status, which is ludicrous. But when they got test status, their entire first 11, pretty much, and, you know, more than 11 players, had significant first-class experience from playing in the English county system. Like, you know, you look, you go through those that list of players and your Rankins, your Porterfields, your your Joyce's, the O'Brien's of this world. <laughs> Paul Sterling, all these guys played yeah. county cricket and lots of it. Yeah, Gary Wilson as well. Loads Sorry, of them, winning it, championships it, and stuff. Loads like that, of them yeah. were in the county system. And they don't have access to that now. Yeah. And just to say, it is, I don't, I, I don't understand enough about it, but how people like McBride and Sterling, and there are probably others, born in Northern mm. Ireland, who can't play in the United Kingdom, yeah. or have to can't that, play as local players. Yeah, that yeah. blows my tits off. So you you, you is... have to make a decision. So Paul Sterling yeah, the players, chose the players to be, yeah, to make... he chose to become an Ireland it's player. Just, it's yeah, Murta chose yeah, to stay Middlesex, with Middlesex, yeah. and those are just horrible decisions that those players shouldn't have to make. No, it shouldn't even be. It, it should just be there, and that's that's where I think. Like Adam Collins went right off uh, about it on the the final word and said it much better than either of us could. But yeah, he was so angry that it that, that there is nothing in place. People who are from a recently uh, test status, a nation with recently got test status, any of their players can play yeah. in any domestic league. But but you you also get people who would hate the idea of test cricket going, oh no, it mustn't must, must never be allowed to die. Who would cheerfully go, oh fuck Ireland off, doesn't matter. Yeah. And would, you know, ah oh, fuck Bangladesh off, fuck Sri Lanka off, they yeah. don't matter. But then when you it, it's it, the point at which that becomes a problem is always the West Indies. That's always the point where it becomes yeah. a problem. You get, ah, oh, yeah. test cricket needs a strong yeah. West Indies. And you know what? It does. But that's only because Test cricket has so ludicrously limited itself. The fact that West yeah. Indies were great 30 or 40 years ago, shouldn't mean that Test cricket needs them to be great now. No one in international football laments the demise of Hungary and <laughs> says international football needs a strong Hungary. Yeah. But they were the best team in the world in the 50s, but it doesn't matter because football, for the same reasons, you know, cricket, in order to maximise the amount of money it makes 
tries to make itself smaller. Football, to maximise the amount of money it makes, tries to make itself bigger. But the point is, is that whatever the motives behind those, one of them is clearly better. One of them is a better model than the other. And it means that you don't rely on the same small group of nations maintaining the same interest and ability in a sport for it to survive. You shouldn't need a strong England. You shouldn't need a strong Australia. You shouldn't need a strong anyone. But Test cricket absolutely does. There's half a dozen countries that it can't afford to not be really good because as soon as they're not really good, you start running out of teams really fast. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll end up with it'll just be the it'll and the, you'll, you'll end up with the big six. You'll, you'll end up with the countries where you know the, the the few countries where it does make some money, and the few countries that have enough income that. They'd quite, yeah. you know, the prestige and just the the it's the pinnacle test cricket stuff means that they would quite like to carry on playing it. And at, at some point as well, India have to accept that the the more they hoard of all the money that they deem to be theirs by right because they create the wealth. If they want international cricket, and here you're not just talking about test cricket. If they want international cricket to be a thing, they're going to need teams to play against, not just additional countries to produce them some IPL players. But the thing with the IPL is that India always win the IPL and international cricket, sometimes at the moment, other countries still win it. That's that's a setback. Just just going back slightly to something you said then before we get on to uh, India losing the World Test Championships. Um, how much of it do you think is dependent on the wealthy ones to 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 help out? It yeah, hugely, is that the only hugely, way it can happen? Hugely. Because if if there, there needs to be something central, there needs to be uh you know a proper fund because putting on test matches is expensive and it's hard and it's difficult to get crowds in, not not Maybe, through yeah. a lack of interest, but through practicality that it takes days to do some of those days are working days mm-hmm. you can't do it all in evenings you can't do it all on weekends it has problems that other cricket doesn't have just does there are practical issues to it it's a really expensive sport to put on and not many places make any money out of it don't mean they don't want to do it but that's the reality and I, I've felt for a long time that it's actually been the players keeping Test cricket alive. That, that for as long as the players consider it the pinnacle of the game, it will be. Yes, it's like uh, people will start to make those sacrifices less less often, or maybe even not even making the decisions at all. And you can you can already see it. And I know it's, I feel like he's become the poster boy for it because he's because he's good and he he looks the way he looks. But you know. That bit about Will Smead at Somerset saying that he doesn't even think about it. It was like loads of people gnashing and waving fists yeah. and stuff. But sort of, why would he? Yeah, because it's not his job. Yeah. It's not yeah. his job to do the right thing for cricket in some... If 20, if 20 years ago someone had said that, they'd have. It, no one would have said it. Yeah, because you wouldn't. Said. it wouldn't have been wouldn't, yeah. an option. That's the thing. 
Yeah, you know, it is, it is exactly 20 years since the 2020 Cup started. And that's the hilarious thing, that England accidentally did all this, set this in motion with, with the, the 2020 Cup. Yeah. But, you know, it's not it's not up to the players to save Test cricket. And yeah. there's been this sort of, you know, because the players still think it's the pinnacle, by definition, that makes it the pinnacle because it is yeah. sort of up to them. Once that changes, everything changes. And there's a whole generation of players now who can see a whole other way of having a career that doesn't need to involve, not only doesn't need to involve test cricket, but doesn't need to involve first-class cricket at all. Yeah, going and playing at, I don't know, Scarborough for four days and six degrees, wearing your head knits. Don't get me wrong, Scarborough's a nice place. But should we be working here? (laughs) Um, What else? Um, I think that's really it, isn't it? I mean, it's quite cliched about... even to talk about it. Is is pretty much? Well, I suppose that's you know, thing, is is, <laughs> is Test cricket ahead of the eight ball? No, Test cricket no. is not ahead of the eight ball. And what happens over the next six weeks in the Ashes will do fuck all to change that. No, if anything, it will make it worse because it will make a lot of people complacent again yeah. and go, can... "We are ahead of the eight ball." Behind the eight imagine, ball, mate. You're behind the eight ball of anything. I can just see it now in front of the the screen at the end of the game with a and there's a sweaty Ben Stokes there in his sliders after he's just haven't bowled all series and he just takes five for two in the game and Wardy looks towards Nass and just goes, There were some people who were saying Test cricket's dying, and Nass goes, Well, I can tell you now it isn't. Listen to this. Those people, you know, and then and then everyone kicks off again yeah. and then we're back to nothing. But you you're right. That moment, everyone high-fives themselves and says, aren't we great? Aren't we great for and, loving this brilliant, difficult uh, yeah. thing? Yeah. And then when the Ashes is finished and there's those administrators sat around tables having to make serious decisions with financial impacts on people's livelihoods and all that sort of stuff, they have to make those decisions. And the fact that, I don't know, the most pints ever drunk at a test match happened and England have got loads of money for that. You know, it's like, who cares? No one's going to care, are they? Yeah. That's a nice uh, way to end. Yeah, that's a nice way to end. Pints. Pints. No, no one cares. Pints. But as long as I, I care as if those pints are not, but if they're putting beer snakes, I care. Then you care. All right, then, thanks. Bye, bye. Bye.